Moss Hollow. Episode five and a half, a memory. A horse I don't know approaches me from the field. At a steady pace, it arrives abruptly at the fence as if it knew I would be here. It breathes into my hand, maybe searching for treats. It lets me run my hands along its neck. When it nods over the fence, I gently touch its soft nose. It's the end of May, and my muscles hurt from loading craft supplies for summer camp into my car yesterday. I keep swearing that this is the last year I'm going to spend my own money on camp supplies. Dad approaches from the car. Met a new friend? He parked in a weird spot. It's kind of precarious so close to the road, but no one really comes out this way. He was never as careful or type A as mom. Yeah, this one is sweet. We don't visit the stables as often anymore, since both of us have been busy. There's a chestnut horse who usually follows the others around, named Calliope. I was hoping to see her out here, but as I scan my eyes across the field, I don't see her anywhere. I don't look at Dad, so he can't see that I'm crying. He was going to wait to tell me until we got here, but it ended up slipping out in the car instead. The thing is, I kind of already knew. Not the specifics, but I started seeing lots of mail pile up from St. Luke Hospital, and I pieced things together. They always seem to pick you out, Dad says. The sun is going down, and a hazy glow falls over the tree line. The horse steps away and begins a long walk toward the stable. I'm sorry I didn't tell you sooner, Anna. I wasn't keeping secrets. I just wanted all the test results confirmed first. I know. It's okay, Dad. When the doctors give you a timeline, it's not always right. I know. My voice is quivering. I'll have time to get my affairs straightened out. He says it like he's guilty. Dad, I want to tell him not to worry about that stuff right now. My eyes are still puffy from the car. Hey. He takes me by the shoulders and looks me in the eye. I need you to live your own life these next few months and don't focus on taking care of me. I start to interrupt him, but he says, Have fun with the kids this summer. Have dinner with me when you can, but spend time with your friends. Don't put your life on hold because of me. I think to myself, what friends? But I don't say anything. I've crafted a successful version of myself that I tell dad about. I make things sound more exciting than they actually are. I never told him about the time I got laid off or the argument Samantha and I had when she criticized me for not hanging out with her when really I just didn't have the money to go out. I never told him about the boyfriend who threw out my art supplies. I never told him my doubts about being an educator. I never told him when my bank account was low, because that seems to be a never-ending pattern. And I don't tell him now. Instead, I say, I'm taking care of you, Dad. I'll move back in. Before he pushes back, I add, maybe when camp is over. We'll live on mac and cheese, like the old days. He doesn't fight me, but his stare says that he knows what I'm not telling him. That I'm not fine. That I'm scared that I'm not strong enough. He folds me in a huge hug, and I'm a little kid again. Do you remember 
How you fought with that guy at the county fair. I laugh and snuff back snot. Yeah, button and patch. A long time ago, we rescued two rabbits at the fair. Rescued because the owner kept them in horrible conditions. They were filthy and huddled together in a wire cage. When I got close, the speckled one limped toward me and put its nose against the bars. An older man was running some kind of game booth, and the rabbits were just there to draw the kids in or something. Well, it definitely worked on me. I was so worried about them. The man said I could have one if I wanted. His excuse was, we pack up tomorrow and I don't want to take him with me. Dad says, you fought with that guy because he didn't know what bonded pair meant. You were what, 10? Yeah. I wasn't expecting to bring home two new pets, but it didn't take much for you to convince me. I knew you'd let me. You're still that girl running around rescuing things. I take a step back and wipe my face. Dad's worry sinks into the creases around his eyes. He's lost a lot of weight. Before I ask what he means, I notice a horse in the distance. It's Calliope. She stands by herself at the top of the field, enveloped in deep purple and surrounded by fireflies. 